Hello and welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. This is the eighth and final episode of the series titled Open Doors. If this is the first time that you are listening to us, please go back and listen to the previous episodes, and I pray that they are a blessing to you. Today we'll be discussing about the door of generational curses. I know that this subject can be controversial for many believers, and the last thing that I want is to create more controversy but I have benefited from closing this door and putting an end to a few curses in my family, so all I want to do is to share my experience, tell you what the Bible says about it, tell you also what I believe about it, and leave it up to you to get to your own conclusion regarding this subject. First of all, I do not believe that it is biblical to think that a Christian can be cursed, unless we open a door. Remember the prophet Balaam who tried to curse Israel? A donkey had to save him from getting in serious trouble with an angel, and God did not allow him to curse his people. But I do believe that before Christ died on the cross, God's people lived under the curse of the law as a result of their sins. But we no longer have to worry about that. Go with me to Exodus 20 verses 5 and 6, which says, You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, I am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of their parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Now, go with me to the New Testament, to the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, which read, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. In these two verses we find a biblical base for generational curses under the law and a biblical explanation for why now, if we are in Christ, we do not have to worry about these curses. But those verses do not take away the necessity to close the door to generational curses to the devil, and I'll explain why. But before I do that, I just gotta say that I think it's funny to see how many Christians do not believe that curses can be generational, but they do believe the blessings. In other words, we are quick to reject the curses, but we claim the blessings within the same verses. I am going to leave that up to your discretion. Coming back to what we are discussing, I still think that there are reasons to believe that Christians need to put an end to generational curses, or since we are speaking about doors, we need to close the door of generational curses to the devil so that he can no longer use it against our families or to hurt us. I'll give you three reasons. The first one is that while it is biblical and therefore it is true that we no longer live under the curse of the law, not everyone in our families belongs to God. Not every member of our families has been set free from this curse. I do not know about you, but I suffer when my family is in pain, even if it's not my immediate family. Second, there are curses that have nothing to do with the law, but are curses that are placed by humans. Go with me to Joshua chapter 6, verse 26. 
At that time, Joshua pronounced this solemn oath. Cursed before the Lord is the one who undertakes to rebuild the city of Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn son, he would lay its foundations. At the cost of his youngest, he will set up its gates. This oath or curse has nothing to do with the law, and it actually came to pass. So it is possible for one person to curse another and to curse their future generations. Now, before you get frightened, let me go to another verse. Proverbs 26, 2, it says, Like a fluttering sparrow or a darkling swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. People cannot be cursing others left and right just because they get mad at each other. Not everything we say comes to pass, thank God. But did you hear what I just read? The verse says that an undeserved curse does not come to rest. But what about a deserved one? Let me share a story with you. A few years ago, a lady asked me to pray for her. She was going through her third divorce and was devastated because every time she had gotten married, she had done it in love and expecting to be married the rest of her life. Since I knew her and she didn't seem to me a person who would enter into something as serious as marriage lightly, I asked a few questions. I came to find out that as far as she remembered, Every woman in her family has had at least one divorce, but most of them had more than one. Since that didn't seem normal, especially because they were a Christian family, I asked her to pray with me and see how the Lord guided us to help her situation. While we were praying, I heard her speak in a language that to me sounded Native American. I didn't say anything while we were praying, but as soon as we finished, I told her, how surprised I was to know that she spoke another language. She looked at me as if I was crazy, and then I proceeded to tell her that while we were praying, she was speaking a language that to me sounded like a Native American dialect. Since I thought she was African American, the whole situation seemed unusual, but who was I to question the languages this lady could speak? She then told me that she was half African American and half Native American but that she didn't speak her Native American dialect. While she was telling me all this, the Lord showed me a woman that I described to the lady. She told me that the person I saw was her great-grandmother, and as far as she knew, her great-grandmother never got married. It was then that the Holy Spirit told me that that was true. This person had never gotten married, but she had an affair with a married man whose wife had placed a curse on the women of that family that from her generation on, no woman in that family will ever have a happy marriage. The whole thing surprised us both, but it makes sense for us to break that curse, which we did, and even though I do not keep in touch with this beautiful lady, as far as I know, she's still married. In this case, the curse was deserved, because the lady's grandmother sinned against this other woman who cursed her. The door of sin was open. Please, and this is a big please, do not think about placing curses against people who offended you. That is sin. As children of God, our call is to bless people. But this brings me to the third reason why I think that the idea of closing doors to generational curses in general is needed even if we are Christians. The Bible tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. We need to be careful what we confess over our lives. Go with me to Mark chapter 11, and we are going to read verses 23 and 24. Truly I say to you, 
Whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. These verses are usually used to speak about faith, but we put our faith to work with our confession. Did you notice here Christ said, Whoever says to this mountain and doesn't doubt in his heart what he says will come to pass. In other words, faith is put in motion when we speak what we believe in our hearts. Let me give you another verse. Romans 10, 9 says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Here Paul tells us that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our hearts, we are saved. Therefore, every time that we foolishly confess negative things over us or our family, if we believe those things in our hearts, we are putting those things into motion. Since this is not a series about confession, I will not say much more about it, but child of God, Please study on the subject and be careful what you confess with your mouth over you, your family, or the people around you. Let me give you a scenario about how the devil takes advantage of access points in our lives. As we spoke in previous episodes, sin and fear give access to the devil to harm us. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When we speak out of fear or anger or even offense, Things like, I might lose my job, or things never go my way, or I will never get into a good college. You're speaking out loud what you believe in your heart and giving the devil permission to do exactly what you speak. Now, those are things that seemed small, but the same thing goes for things that are bigger. Let me share a personal testimony. In my family, there are very few females. We are a family of mostly boys. I have three brothers who up to four years ago only had sons. Even most of my cousins have only boys. I basically grew up in the world of men, and while I praise God for my brothers and nephews, I think little girls are precious. About five years ago, the Lord asked me to break curses over my family. He showed me that my grandmother on my father's side, whom I never met for she died before I was born, had been severely abused by many men. Because her life was very sad, my father has never said much about his mom, so I knew that she had a hard life, but had no idea her abuse was that severe. She lived and died in poverty, was abused by almost every male in her family, from her father to her husband, and even her husband's relatives. I spent weeks breaking all kinds of things over the females of my family, but I was thrown when the Lord told me that I was doing that for my niece since I had no nieces and my brothers were not planning on having any more children. I thought I was going crazy, but since I felt so strongly about what I was doing, I kept on doing it until I felt I was done. I broke over the women in my family, things like physical, emotional, and even sexual abuse. I broke the power of rejection that comes from that abuse. And after that, the Lord also asked me to break some other curses over my mother's side. To make a long story short, I spent many Saturdays praying for that 
And when I was done, the Lord told me that now my niece could be born with no traces of any abuse. That same week, my brother Walter told me that his wife was pregnant. I told him that she was expecting a girl and that the beautiful girl who was coming was coming without no generational curses. He looked at me like I was nuts. But eight months later, my niece, who is now three, was born. Every time I play with her, I praise God for his goodness. If you have things like premature death in your families, or a history of accidents, history of divorce, poverty, or anything that you might think might be a result of a generational curse, you, my friend, can put an end to it by breaking its power over your family. I have seen the benefits of doing that over my family. And please be careful what you bring to your life by unwisely saying things that might give power to the devil to bring chaos, destruction, or pain to your family. I tell you this not to make you afraid of curses. The blood of Jesus covers our lives. But if you think that there are access points open in your family that the devil can use to harm you, you do not lose anything by praying to close those doors. I hope this series blessed you. There is much more we could have covered in regards to this subject, but my goal with this series was only to make you aware of the subject. If throughout the series the Holy Spirit revealed to you that there are doors that are open in your life that you need to close, please do it. My friend, the bottom line is that it is not enough to go to church. That is good and please do it. But we should live our lives doing whatever we can to be more like Jesus day after day. By developing a close relationship with our Savior, we will stay away from sin, from fear, and from worldly practices. And we will be able to forgive offenses, heal from emotional wounds, and put an end to any curse over our lives. In other words, when we stay close to Jesus, the Holy Spirit transforms us to be more like Him. And therefore, we give no access to the devil to come and harm our lives. I leave you with Psalms 91, 2 through 4 in the Living Translation. These I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly diseases. He will cover you with His feathers he will shelter you with his winds. His faithful promises are your armor. I pray this series blessed you. Please subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss any of our future series, interviews, or classes. For more information on our ministry or on how to become our partner in ministry and bless the ministries we support, please go to our website, globalgraceministries.com. <music>